Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Hi, folks. It's Bob Vetter here. Before the podcast starts, I wanted to offer you something for free available on my website, www.bobvetter.com. It's a download of a game and map of the healer's journey called Sustos, named after the traumatic events that can lead to soul loss. The game provides insights in how we ourselves can be healed and how that process empowers us in our healing efforts with others. Get your free download at www.bobvetter.com. Now, let's get to our latest podcast episode. Hi, folks. I'm here today to talk about my teacher, La Golundrina. She was my first teacher in Curinderismo. She was also known as Berta Valdez, and she lived, when I met her, in San Antonio, Texas. Berta died on July 5th of this year, 2022. And for this episode, I'd like to talk a little bit about her life and her teachings. First, I want to share with you how I met her. I had a long, long interest in Curinderismo, academically that began when I was in graduate school at the University of Oklahoma studying anthropology in the early 1980s. I was in a class one day with a professor who was talking about ancient Mesoamerica, and he mentioned in passing that he had done his field work in Oaxaca, Mexico on other topics, but he, he just mentioned briefly in passing that there was this health practice called curanderismo that is still used today and that it's a holistic healing practice uh, that had ancient roots, I immediately became interested and decided that I would do a study of curanderismo for my PhD and that I would spend some time in San Antonio, Texas, and then some time in Oaxaca, Mexico. As it turned out, I received a terminal master's degree and kind of gave up on that project on curanderismo for quite a few years until I met Berta Valdez. And the way it happened was that I had joined a chapter of the Native American church in Oklahoma. And I had mentioned to the people involved that I couldn't go regularly to ceremonies, but I would try to go to one whenever I could if there was one every year that they thought was the most important. And the one that they mentioned was a ceremony that takes place near the Mexican border in South Texas where the medicine grows. Well, I ended up flying into San Antonio, Texas. This was in the early 2000s. And when I arrived in San Antonio, I was thinking to myself, this was where I was going to do my field work, my initial field work on curanderismo. Now, in the 1980s, there was a lot that had been written about the practice. And it explained it as a a practice that was very much alive. And when I got there in the early 2000s, I tried to find practicing curanderos or 
practitioners of this ancient medicine and I I really couldn't find anybody. So I did a I search on the internet, which was, you know, fairly rudimentary back at that time. And I couldn't find anything. I went many, many, many pages deep on Google until I finally found a reference to a lecture that had been given, I think, years before that in a public library in San Antonio where a cultural anthropologist by the name of Elizabeth de la Portilla was with a curandera, Berta Valdez, who would be talking about curanderismo. Now, in the article, it mentioned that Berta worked at a store in downtown um, San Antonio where they sold Mexican folk art. And this, I finally stumbled on that article the day before I was about to fly back to New York where I lived. Well, I decided to go and try to find that store, which turned out to be only about a block away from the hotel that I was staying at. I walked in and it turned out that she was working that day. I told her I was looking for Berta Valdez. She said, that's me. And we struck up a conversation and I stayed at the store the entire day asking her about curanderismo. And the more that she spoke to me, the more it just seemed to me like I had known her my entire life. The next day, my flight was canceled because of a snowstorm back in New York. And I ended up staying an extra four days and using the entire four days to speak with her and learn directly from her about curanderismo. Well, over the course of the years, I conducted quite a few interviews with her. And today, what I'd like to do is talk about one of those interviews. During this one particular interview, we talked about a lot of topics and I, I'm gonna kind of jump around a little bit in exactly the way that it did on that day and talk about some of the things that she shared with me, her teachings, her practices, the way that things began. Well, I started out by asking her what her definition of curanderismo was. And she answered that curanderismo is the clarity of the light spiritual world. It works through the power of our mind with the assistance of the light spiritual world. And she also shared that curanderos have the vision or the knowledge to listen to all things because she said, everything talks to you, even the earth itself. True curanderismo, she said, is all about healing as opposed to controlling. Now, this was a topic that we returned to many, many times, and she talked about the difference between curanderismo and brujeria, and how people try to blur the line between one and the other. Curanderismo, she said, is all about healing a person. And when we heal a person, we look for their highest good. We look for their involvement, their taking responsibility for their lives and helping them to create a better life. However, brujeria begins the moment we try to control another person. Brujeria, which is sometimes compared with witchcraft in, in, the, in the darkest way, um, that brujeria is when we attempt to control someone through our own practices and our own will. And the way that she explained it is that that sometimes it begins sort of um, in a benign way that maybe 
somebody hears about your reputation as a curandero or curandera, and they approach you and they say, you know, listen, I, I need some help with something. I need somebody who will do something about this other person. And she said, the temptation is always there because the person may compliment you. They may say, you know, I've heard such great things about you. I was just hoping you would help me out. And what Berta said is the minute that you step over that line, the minute you try to do something that imposes your will on someone else, that's when you have stepped over the line and you become a brujo or a bruja, that you can't be both. You are either one or the other. And that was an important point that she made to me many, many times in our meetings. I also asked her if curanderismo was for Mexican people only. And her answer was a very strong no. She said, curanderismo is for all people. She mentioned, when I talked to her about what he, how healing works in curanderismo, I, I asked her, well, where does, the, where does this healing power come from? And she said, it all comes out of the mind. And she said, in, in the early stages of a sickness, that any sickness is treatable using curanderismo, including cancer, and that it all comes out of the mind. But when the sickness goes from the mind to the body, at that point, that's when something different has to be done. So in the first stage, almost any of the practices of curanderismo can work. But when it really gets deeply into the body, that's when we ask for a deeper, different kind of spiritual source of energy to heal that sickness. What we do then is we trust and we wait for the assistance of the light spiritual world. Then we ask, what are we to do? And she said, they put you, they put in your mind whatever you need to do for that person. We then have to respect the patient and their wishes. And that means that we never tell them what to do. We only make a suggestion from what we have been told by the light spiritual world. I might say to the patient, this is what we can do together, or you can do it for yourself. And then I ask the person, do you agree? And they'll answer, and it'll be up to them. I asked Berta, how do our problems originate in the field of mind? And her answer was that it all happens through fear. That a person's fear invites entities to come in. Then your fears get bigger and bigger and manifest themselves in one way or another. Now, for some people, that may become an addiction. And if you don't rec first recognize that you have an addiction, you can never overcome it. Another way it could get expressed is through the ego. And a person who is absorbed in ego cannot forgive another person. And that, she said, can kill us. Holding on to that is a poison, so we end up poisoning ourselves. I also asked Berta that day how she came to learn about curanderismo and this particular path of hers. And she said that she learned from a woman named Doña Nati, or Natividad, 
at a spiritual church that was near where she lived in Saltillo, Mexico. She said Doña Nati channeled Jesus and the Virgin of Guadalupe. She also mentioned something over and over again, that there are two ways that we might reach God, either through pain or through love. And she expressed this to me many times in many different ways, that the easier way to do this is clearly through love, but some people will choose pain, whether they do it directly and consciously or not. Now in her own life, Berta had reached a very low point in her life at the age of 35. And she was at that time with the father of her daughter, who she described as a black magician. And she felt dark influences in her life. And that was when she joined the Spiritual Light Church. She said, I asked God, why can't I find happiness? And she said, I heard a voice in my head that said, be quiet so we can help you and give you what you need. Be quiet, she said, is the meaning of peace. And I told myself, okay, now I'm free. I know everything is up to me. And if I don't do it, nobody can do it for me. And she combined her work with some of the standard techniques of curanderismo, along with what she described as this divine wisdom that she acquired in that church. Now I asked Berta, how do you begin a session? And her answer was that I seat the client in front of me and there, are, there is Jesus and the angels behind me. Then the first thing that I ask the client is, what do you believe? We go into some detail in finding out what that person's spiritual or religious beliefs are. And if they don't have any, or they don't have any that are clearly defined, I encourage them to find it. The next question is, how do you behave? What is your behavior like in your daily life? And then the final question at this very beginning is, what is the environment of your family like? I do this in order to find out what is the reason for their suffering, she told me. Next is prayer. And Berta explained to me that most people don't know how to pray. So I'm going to teach you how to pray. A prayer, she said, is a command. And some people don't know it, but they really end up praying for suffering. But we can choose to pray in a much more positive way. Next, she said, you select a friend. And I'm putting the word friend in quotation marks because the type of friend that she was talking about was someone to assist you in this spiritual work. She said that friend might be Jesus, the Virgin Mary, an archangel, an angel, a saint, or a master teacher. And that friend then becomes the link between you and God. She said, you speak to them like they are alive and you ask them to help you. You don't have to have a special praise for them. What God wants to hear, she said, is your heart and your needs. Now, this was another theme that she would come to over and over again with me. And she had me select 
my particular friend and to invoke that friend and ask that friend to be there when you request the healing of another person. So these are just a few of the points that I wanted to bring up from Bertha to kind of celebrate her life, a life that she spent helping others, helping others in her community, helping others uh, who were like her living in San Antonio, Texas. A life that's worth remembering, and I'll be sharing some more of Doña Berta's teachings in subsequent either posts or videos like this one. So I hope you enjoyed getting to know a little bit about Berta today. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Before you go, I wanted to remind you of free healing resources available on my website, www.bobvetter.com. This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.